Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. It is the 1st of December. Christmas is here. This is where Christmas starts for me. The 1st of December. Christmas for me is 24 days. I don't include Christmas Day. I was never interested in Christmas Day. The 7th of December to just pluck one day out of the 24. For me, the 7th of December was more important to me than Christmas Day. 1st of December to Christmas Eve, that's what Christmas is or was to me. A countdown to Christmas Eve, the most magical of days for me. And as a kid, well into my late teens, this obsession with those 24 days and that countdown continued. Equipped with my annual advent calendar, something my Spanish mum kept buying for me well into my 20s, even when girlfriends finally arrived on the scene, and armed too with my fantasy conviction that this would finally be the year I would catch Father Christmas in our bedsit, putting our gifts under the tree. I put everything I had into those 24 days. Despite the estrangement from Christmas that set in after 91, I can't forget all that. And I want to understand what I felt back then. I want to know if I can feel that again. And so for the next 24 days, right up until Christmas Eve, I am acquainting myself once more with the countdown. And I'm going to do my best to see if I can feel Christmas again. And I hope you'll join me in my search here on Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar. 24 daily podcasts to take you right up to Christmas. And I'll be asking, what do I want from Christmas? What am I looking for? Is it important that I rediscover Christmas? Why does it matter to me? Why now? Am I trying to recapture something? Is it nostalgia driving this? Or can it be something new I find in Christmas? And can it be found? If so, where do I look? How do I get close to it? Where should my search begin? Why now? What happens if I don't find it? Is that me and Christmas done with? Will I come back for more next year? I think I know what I'm looking for, or what I'd like to come out of this. Christmas is not a time nor a season, but a state of mind, said Calvin Coolidge, the 30th President of the United States. To cherish peace and goodwill, to be plenteous in mercy, is to have the real spirit of Christmas. That's what I'm looking for, that state of mind. To have goodwill because it's in you, not because as the road in front of you gets shorter, you're looking to deposit some credit in the bank for when you meet your maker. Even as a boy, Christmas was never ever about the presents for me. It went deeper than that. I gave out cards, I sang in choirs, I went to midnight mass, I bought gifts for classmates, I went to Christmas parties. I would start writing and drawing comics through December every night, from the 1st through to the 24th, sharing them with my downstairs neighbour. The comics would be sewn together by my mum. I never quite understood how, despite being less than 10 minutes away from a station as the stapler, much like the house phone, took so long to arrive at our house. Admittedly, and I hope this podcast doesn't suffer the same fate, the Christmas Countdown comics, because of their demanding daily schedule, were never as strong as the 22-part comic series I did at Grange Hill in the spring of 86, which starred myself alongside Zamo and the magnificently lantern-jawed Banksy, the original Banksy I'm talking about, who vied with Zamo for the attentions of Jackie. But despite the daily turnaround, they were decent comics nevertheless, and I was only guilty of a handful of filler episodes. Now, while I still retain some vivid recollections of the Christmases of my childhood, I do struggle to access what I felt back then. 
which might be a good thing because I'm not looking to relive the past. I'm after something new. But looking to the past, understanding why I lost what I felt might help me as I pursue this Christmas reboot. So every day I'm going to open a door to my advent calendar and I'm going to talk a little to you about what's behind that door. Behind today's door is a photograph of the outside of 48 Mayflower Road in Clapham North where I did the overwhelming bulk of my growing up before Clapham welcomed in all the fancy bars and overpriced cafes and went super poncy. I lived in Mayflower Road for 28 years, first at 41 Mayflower across the road from this picture on the top floor of a house owned by old family friends who emigrated back to Spain almost 30 years ago. I'm pretty certain that's where my sibling and I were both made. In 1976, October, we moved to 48 Mayflower, the last house in this quiet street just off Clapham Road, which back then was full of immigrants. In the summer, the road would be packed full of bilingual children. The kids were often the only ones that could speak English in that road. I loved it there, but Mayflower was a cold, damp, tiny place. The rent was £12 a week. It wasn't self-contained. The bath and loo were shared with 13 people in all. We all slept in the same room, which I suspect is probably the reason why the family stopped with me and my sister. It was a, a world of fold-up beds and the classic immigrant visual of suitcases on top of the wardrobes heavy blankets and exiting the bedsit to use the bathroom, uh, something that none of my English friends with their self-contained council houses could get their heads around when they visited. Now, if you look at this picture behind door one, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you should be able to see the pictures behind the doors. Our bedsit was on the top floor. The house was owned by an old Polish guy, tight to the last, who gave me a lifelong contempt for landlords. My mum died in this house one Friday afternoon, completely out of the blue. She was 57, in that room there behind those top three windows, right in line with that middle window. My dad was still living at Mayflower, albeit in a different flat. A story for another advent calendar door. Uh, when he left Mayflower for the last time on the 17th of August 2002 and disappeared. So this house, it's important to me. A lot of things happened here. Mayflower was the worst, coldest place I've ever lived in, and believe me, it's had some rivals. I have no doubt the decrepit, semi-squalid state of the building was behind both my parents failing to make it out of their 50s. But it was home. And that Christmas in my mum's hands, it would undergo a magical transformation. It was like stepping into a different world. Uh, the walls were festooned with cards, mostly addressed to my mum and sister from people I usually didn't know. I was well on the way to being as unsociable as my dad, and he and I became locked in an annual unspoken-of battle as to who had received less cards. There'd be tinsel everywhere, there was fake snow on the windows, there were paper chains... Uh, big real Christmas tree in the far corner, the left corner of the room, which would necessitate moving our 14-inch colour portable TV my dad bought for the uh, 1978 New Faces final. We'd bring that TV over into the centre of the room. And as I advanced into my late teenage years, not once, 
Not once, you know, did I think to tell her, hey mum, that's beautiful. Not once. I just took it as a given. I know that despite the overwhelming sadness of how everything ended at Mayflower, there were many Christmases that I enjoyed in that house. Whatever I once felt for Christmas, it was there. Whatever I lost, it was there. Ultimately, despite the bogeyman-like status it has attained in my mind, I know that I need to finally return to Mayflower and the ghosts of the past if I'm going to stand a chance of rediscovering what Christmas once meant to me. Daniel Lewis Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.